0: Today, I have the privilege of speaking with a man who is Hollywood legacy, Orson <laughs> Chaplin. How are you today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. but
0: <laughs> when I first saw your picture and they told me, oh, this is Charlie Chaplin's grandson, I was, I'm looking, I was like, wow, this guy really looks a lot like Charlie Chaplin. And then I'm looking closer. and I was like, he also kind of looks like Ilya uh, uh, Salkin, the guy who produced Superman. And then I come to find out that's your dad.
1: So, like, you're an amalgamation of your
0: dad and Charlie Chaplin.
1: (laughs) Dude, that's (laughs) awesome. I appreciate that. That's actually, that's pretty clever that you, uh, that you caught that just from the appearance. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I was like, he looks really familiar from two different fronts. That's awesome. You know, you, you have this legacy to live up with. I mean, your dad gave birth to a franchise of films for one of the greatest superheroes recognizable across the planet, almost as recognizable as Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for yeah.
0: sure. And then your grandfather set the foundation for slapstick comedy and comedy in general not only in the UK but in the United States. Is this some sort of legacy that's difficult to live up to especially, you know, since you've taken on your grandfather's uh, surname?
1: You know, um I guess the way I look the way I look at it is it's kind of like I don't really try to live up to uh to their legacies necessarily um just because i think in general my like my acting style and kind of what i do is a little bit different like y- you'd be surprised i actually rarely get to do uh comedy <laughs> well
0: you're a horror guy it looks like mostly man
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i do a lot of a lot of horror and like crime stuff um but i mean you know i'm always open to comedy i just haven't uh I haven't really gotten as many opportunities for that, which is ironic, right? You would, you would think that would be, uh, one of the, the main things. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things. It's, it's definitely trippy, you know, cause, um, I mean, they still have billboards of, of Charlie, you know, around Hollywood and stuff. So anytime I see that, I'm just kind of like, wow, you know, it's, it's almost like I almost forget. Right. Uh, that I'm related to him, you know?
0: <laughs> well, well, so you know, and so I'm not blowing smoke, in my living room, there's a giant poster of The Great Dictator.
1: Oh, I love that movie. So,
0: oh, it's it's phenomenal, man. My favorite yeah, movie is The Kid, so.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You're naming, like, the best ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are Actually, those are basically my favorites, too. And then uh, another one I really like is Modern Times.
0: Yeah. Oh, that yeah. one's amazing.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I and, mean, and, you know, it's. It's a, It was a different time back then. They'll never re- be able to recapture those type of movies, you know.
0: No, for sure. And then Keith Coogan, who is uh, Jackie Coogan's grandson, is also an actor. So you guys have this lineage that keeps going.
1: Oh, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Yeah. He... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I've been meeting uh, some other actors like that too. Yeah. Like I uh, I worked with uh, the grandson of Bing Crosby, uh, <laughs> the guy named Luke Crosby. Right. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things when we were on set. It was kind of like, oh, we got Charlie Chaplin's grandson and, and Bing Crosby's yeah. grandson. It was like two, you know, old school Hollywood.
0: Right. And I met a guy named uh, Stephen McQueen. And I was like, wow, that, that's pretty egotistical to go by that name. And like, oh, no, no, that's his grandfather, too. I was like, well, good luck, with, <laughs> good luck there, pal. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, <laughs> I
0: wish him well, but it's hard to live up to that legacy when you share the same exact name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is my name on my birth certificate. So I just I chose the chaplain, honestly, just because I like the way it sounds better. (laughs) I think it has a better ring to it. You know, it's just easier to easier to say, I guess,
0: especially with your first name being Orson, which is still very British.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of try to – I thought it sounded good, so I was like, eh, I think I'll just go by right. that for acting, you know.
0: I get you. <laughs> I I was expecting you to keep the accent because you were born in the U.K. and you came here when you were young. Can you fade back and forth between the two?
1: Oh, you know, I actually never had uh, an official British accent because I, I, I think you kind of got to be out there till maybe two or three to really, you know, catch it naturally. Got it. Um, yeah, I was like – I mean, I came to the States when I was like – one. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I never had a chance to actually, uh, you know, catch on to the accent. But, uh, but it's funny because people tell me I have some kind of accent, but, you know, I'm like, I don't think, because I grew up in, uh, Orlando, Florida before I moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people say that there's an accent out there, but I, I, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. Maybe I have one if I do, you know, I, I can't catch it, but,
0: well, um, you know, your bio says that you traveled a lot with your mom. So you probably picked something up somewhere along the along the world travels of yours.
1: Yeah, exactly. If anything, it might be a combination of things. Yeah. It might just be a mix, you know, who knows. But yeah, I, I did, when I was little, I traveled with my mom a lot, yeah. Um, you know, until I was about seven. And then I kind of stayed in the States after that.
0: <laughs> and then your dad has an accent, too. So you got to pick that up from him at some
1: point. Yeah, he 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 definitely does. His, his is like a combination of uh, European uh, dialects, you know. Right. I, yeah, you definitely can't place his accent specifically. <laughs> don't but, uh, yeah, don't worry, my family's been it. in.
0: The, yeah, my family's been in the states for more than forty plus years, and everybody still has an accent. So you know.
1: <laughs> right. Yes, I think sometimes you just can't shake them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, but now you're in Stand the Man, which is a romantic comedy. So
1: yeah. Yeah. You get a nice little thing. bit of that. Yeah, it was it was kind of nice, you know. I actually just uh saw the movie for the first time uh yesterday mm-hmm. actually. There was like a screening uh cast and crew screening. And uh you know, I got to say it was it was kind of cool to to watch something that was so lighthearted. Right. It's so so different from I mean, my character is still kind of a villain, but right. <laughs> but uh, the movie I mean it was, it was it was a good movie you know I I thought it was it was nice to see something more lighthearted so I kind of like that
0: Right it's no house of deadly secrets or uh, or yeah. nightmare <laughs> cinema where it's just pure violence and uh,
1: Oh and god horror. yeah yeah nightmare cinema yeah that's a it's an awesome movie but it's definitely you know sometimes when when people ask me about stuff I've been in I'll mention nightmare cinema but I always tell them you know, if, if you're not into horror, don't, you know, you might not like it because it's a very hardcore, you know, movie. <laughs> you might get traumatized.
0: <laughs> gotcha, man. So, you know, you're you're in the acting business. You're primarily known for, for crime drama uh, and horror movies. What's it like to be in the indie scene? Because, you know, indies have had a huge resurgence. Uh, you know, it's ebb and flow. So, like, you know, the studio process of the 30s, 40s, and 50s, 60s, and 70s was indies. 80s, 90s were big budget. Mid-90s yep. into early 2000s was all indies. And now we're in the, you know, we're in the indie peak again. What's it feel like to be in the indie world now, especially with VOD being so huge?
1: You know, it's pretty cool. I, I got to admit, it's it's uh, it's different. Like, you know, I, when I first started doing indies back in, uh, like, 2011, um, there wasn't you know there was streaming and stuff but not like now where it's like so accessible and mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool man because it's a much easier way, you know, to to get people to watch it, you right. know, especially since they can watch it from home. I feel like that makes such a such a big difference because I I feel like um you know like I've had uh, like Nightmare Cinema had a right. a, li- a limited the- theatrical release, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I was telling a lot of people I knew. You know, you, you know, go watch the movie. It's it's going to be in you know these these uh, movie theaters, and I feel like you know maybe half the people made it, but half of them didn't go. And I don't think it's anything against the movie. I think it's just hard to get people to go out. You know, to to leave their house, the comfort of their house. Right. And, well, you know.
0: well, it's it's hard going out, period. Because like I love going to the movies, you know, but I have an eighty inch screen at home, so I can watch <laughs> yeah. it in the comfort of my house in four K you know and all this stuff but then like i'll give you an example so last night i went and got to see tony bennett the guy's 93 years old still out there performing i had to see him you know just in case
1: oh yeah no that's that's special yeah yeah see for stuff like that yeah i totally understand that wow 93 Huh. i didn't even realize that that's awesome
0: but the problem (laughs) was people don't know how to turn the brightness off on their phone so everybody's full brightness people have (sighs) you know the flashlight on while they're recording it and i'm like guys
1: you know, uh, it's taken away from the experience, right? Your phone can record
0: it in 4k without <laughs> worrying about it, you know, without worrying about the flash, turn it off so we can enjoy the show and turn down the brightness. So you're not bothering everybody around you. And that's the big problem with going to the movie theaters. Like you just spent 20 bucks to go see a movie.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And your phone's I'm on good. full bright and you're playing on Instagram or, you know, TikTok yeah, or whatever you know.
1: That that does kind of irk me a little also because I'm the type, you know, if I go to the movies, I like to, you know, engulf myself in whatever yeah. it is I'm watching. You know, I want to I want to get away when I right. when I go to the movies. Right. So, yeah, it's like when people are on Instagram and all that, it's, it can be definitely distracting. And it's right. like it's also inconsiderate, you know, because there's, there's yeah. people like us trying to watch the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not yeah. trying to watch people on their phones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like at least turn the brightness down if you're going to be that guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just turn it, just turn it down on a, yeah, on a dimmer level. <laughs>
0: you
1: know? I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll save battery at the same time. Exactly. You know?
0: <laughs> you know, so it's one of those situations. So I understand, but like, you know, with the VOD thing, you know, you're in your pajamas. You can pause it any time you want. You know, like, The Irishman was, like, 19 hours long.
1: So, you know, you got <laughs> yeah, to I have Yeah, I, so. I haven't seen that one yet. That's one that I, I'm going to see it, but it's like I got to – it's like you said, I got to have that block of time to really sit through and watch it, you know, because right. <laughs> yeah. uh, it takes time.
0: Yeah, and, you know, the epic films are all three hours now, and so, like, I don't think we have the attention span for it, and I don't think, like – because we we all gave ourselves adult ADHD. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone's getting that nowadays. It's it's pretty hard with you know all the all this stuff that they have coming out now with yeah. technology. The phones are just you know mini computers now. So it's right. Like, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think it's cool. You know that, that with the streaming stuff, just mm-hmm. because I think, like you said, the the indie resurgence to me is awesome because I mean most of the stuff that I really like to watch personally is are indie films. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's cause I, I love a good story and, you know, just good character development and stuff like that. So right. I think that's why, you know, I'm just glad that indie filmmakers can at least have other outlets to get their stuff out there now, you know, so people could see it.
0: Right. And then doesn't it help with, with the VOD and say like Amazon prime or whatever else you get the numbers instantaneously. So it's almost like being an athlete in that, like, Oh, we got our numbers, you know, Tuesday the movie had X amount of views. Thursday the movie had a cer- certain amount of views. Oh, Saturday was slow, but Sunday we hit we hit a peak.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that they do that. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a big difference. <laughs> uh,
0: with with Stand the Man, this is a romantic comedy, but you still get to play the bad guy. So tell us about your character in this movie, because this is the one that's coming out just in time for Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, um it was definitely a really fun character to play. Um, you know, he's definitely uh definitely like a psychopath, I would say. Um <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things my character is basically kind of like the uh the plot turning device. So, it's like the the actions that I do uh to the lead guy is kind of what puts the plot into play. Um because Basically, I, I shoot uh, Stan. It's it's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I shoot Stan because uh, my character is, you know, st- uh, strung out on drugs, basically, right. and and I'm trying to, you know, rob a liquor store so I can get my next uh, fix. <laughs> and uh, Stan, you know, he, he just, it's one of those situations of, like, being in the wrong place at the wrong time right. uh, type of situation. You know, he kind of comes in. Um, and then he, he tries to deflate the situation, you know, by kind of trying to be like a negotiator mm-hmm. <laughs> type of guy. But the thing with my character is, I feel like my character is extremely unstable. You know, this, this is a guy who like wants to desperately be in control of the situation, mm-hmm. but, you know, now it's not going the way he wanted it to go because this guy, Stan, came in and, you know, he's trying to be like a hero. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a high, high energy character for sure. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's just one scene, but it's a pretty, uh, pretty impactful scene, I think. Right.
0: And Stephen Chase plays Stan, Stan, the man, but he also wrote it or co-wrote it and directed it and, you know, yeah, probably yeah. did some He's...
1: lighting cause it's an indie film. <laughs> you know? Well, I don't think, he, I don't think he did any lighting, but <laughs> But he he's definitely all over it. I mean, yeah, he he produced it. His company is uh is one of the producers uh Tiger Tiger's Eye Pictures. Um but Stephen Chase is a great guy, man. He he was really, really nice guy. Um I think he was perfect for that character too. <laughs>
0: he was <Yeah>. perfect. <laughs> Well, since he had a hand in writing it, I think he kind of had himself in mind at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he he did. You know, I I think it's tailored pretty pretty well to him. Um, and, and I think you know, because in real life, he, he he's got like a charisma about him, right? Uh, and and I feel like they wrote that into his character because cause it translates over to his character, you know, because his character could be perceived in different ways. I I think mm-hmm. like I think you know, he he could almost come across as kind of like an unlikable guy if it wasn't Steven playing him. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Because he's kind of like this rich guy who's, you know, like flossing his money all the time and stuff. And I feel like if they had casted someone who kind of didn't have that likability naturally, uh, I don't I don't know if the character would have been perceived the same way, but he, he's got like a natural likability about him. So it works. You know, I feel like you kind of, you know you you care you care about them you, you don't want them to get uh you don't want him to get screwed over right no, it makes sense
0: but here here's got to be the issue ad libbing has got to be difficult when the guy who's starring in it directing it and co-wrote it is like uh stick to the script you know <laughs> i I know yeah. that's funnier than mine stick to the script
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure I mean the cool thing is they they were they were pretty cool about letting me kind of. Do some of my own stuff with the character, like I kind of have a few little uh improvised moments, but for the most part i mean i tr- I tried to you know keep it as close to the to the script as I could. I mean I usually do unless something just kind of comes naturally when you know when I'm in the moment or whatever
0: right and uh, now now are you also looking to to write and direct yourself, or are you just focusing on acting at this point because you know you you got some good stuff under your belt, especially stuff with like Ray Donovan.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, you know, uh, I loved working on that show. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was a really fun one. Um, I'm not as interested in directing, but I'm definitely uh, interested in writing. I mean, I I actually do write, um, you know, in my in my spare time. I have kind of like a series that I'm working on. I'm not sure exactly, you know, where it's going to go or what's going to happen with it. But it's just I, I had an idea that I thought was cool. So I'm kind of working on that and you know see see what happens when when I'm happy with it when it's done right. cuz I'm kind of I get kind of uh crazy about stuff that I do you know I want to like make sure it's perfect <laughs>
0: right are you looking at like uh you know a limited series 10 episode type thing that's going to become more than one season like how are you looking at developing this
1: it actually, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I was thinking the, the first uh, season I wanted it to just be kind of like a mini series, you know, maybe like six or seven episodes, and then you know if it's per, if it would be perceived well, then I would try to expand on that. But it is like a uh, like a horror series, okay? Because <laughs> I I just I love that genre. It's it's definitely it's probably my favorite genre personally. I, I love reading horror stuff and I love watching horror stuff, so. Well,
0: what's the attraction of horror? Like, classic horror or, like, you know, torture porn? I hate that uh, phrase, but that stuff's so gross sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, the torture porn, that that would probably be my, my least favorite, actually. <laughs> but, um, no, you know, I I think for me what the appeal is, because cause my favorite horror is, like, more, especially now, there's been a lot of really good indie horror movies coming out. Because um, I'm all about, like, story, and, and I feel like with horror – I love it when there's a lot of good horror movies where they kind of start it out where it seems like it's you know not a horror movie, like mm-hmm. it seems like it's some other kind of movie, and that like like a drama, for example. Like I love it when they make like, uh, have you seen the movie um, Hereditary? Yeah. Did you like the movie or? Do it.
0: I I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I am a total wuss when it comes to horror movies.
1: Oh, got like, it, got it. Like I, no, no I,
0: I'm, a, I'm a hitter when I get scared, and I'm a pretty big guy, so I don't.
1: You know, like, oh, I gotta man. watch them alone.
0: I gotta watch them alone. So you know.
1: Got it. Yeah. You don't want to accidentally hit the guy next to you, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh. uh, well, hey, no worries, man. No, I I understand. I mean, yeah. trust me. I I have uh like a really good friend of mine who he can't stand horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, I, I to each his own. I mean, yeah. I I understand, but um, I, I mean. I don't from what you might remember from Hereditary it kind of starts you know like a different movie almost it's right. kind of like and it moves at like a slow uh, a slow burn mm-hmm. is the expression yeah so I like stuff like that where it kind of like takes a little time to develop the characters and then boom you know then the cr- the crazy stuff starts happening and uh I just feel like there's a there's a lot of horror movies that I also twists I, mm-hmm. I love when a movie has a good twist in it right. and i feel like horror does that a lot at least the indie ones yeah they, they like to you know kind of throw a curveball I, I love that stuff
0: i get you man so are you more a werewolf guy or a vampire guy since you've worked on both
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know probably a vampire guy i'd be, yeah i'd probably be more of a vampire i'm a pretty big <laughs> dracula fan i'm actually uh, i gotta watch the new the new series just came out uh of Dracula.
0: I haven't watched the new series yet, but I watched the one that was on NBC that uh, Daniel Knopf did, and that was really good.
1: Oh, nice. I haven't seen that. i got to yeah. check that out.
0: Yeah, it's, oh, it's a shame it only ran for one season, but it was on Friday night, so.
1: Oh, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tricky with that stuff. You know, sometimes I feel like some shows, they just don't, people don't catch on to them in time. Yeah. You know, like, it's like by the time... By the time people catch on, then the show's been canceled already. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's I think that stuff can be just be tricky in general.
0: It's unfortunate, man. But, yeah, I think that's the only – well, that's the real downside to the streaming stuff. It's like, you know, we filmed all 10 to 20 episodes. Here you go at once. Oh, you didn't like how Episode 6 went and led into Episode 10? Well, if we had a week breakdown, we could have, like, you know, revamped it in Week 7 ah, or whatever. That's so,
1: true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is the one thing because they have to do it all at once. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's 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 a really good point actually. Yeah.
0: You know, I I see that as like being the only major downfall, but other than that, you know, like I saw Spy, which was a, uh, you know, a political thriller with Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen on Netflix. I thought that was great. And you know Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's Valentine's Day, you know, month, so we basically have to enjoy the romantic comedies and I'm glad that you guys actually made one worth watching where you oh, don't hate you. all the characters.
1: Oh, that's great, man. I'm, I'm yeah. actually glad, glad to hear that. So, so you got to watch the movie, right? Or... Yeah, I, w-
0: I got to watch about half of it so far. And okay, nice. And exactly. then they're like, oh, you gotta talk to him at noon. I was like, alright, well, we're gonna you know, <laughs> hit pause right now. And, no, cause like most romantic comedies, you're like, God, I don't want these people to be happy ever.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know (laughs) what you mean. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And and I actually completely agree with you, because when when I was uh, watching the film yesterday, I was kind of thinking that, too. Like, I actually, you know, I liked all the characters in the movie. So, um, you know, I think that that's definitely important for a romantic comedy. And I I think it's just interesting, you know, kind of watching Stephen Chase do his thing in the movie. I don't know what it is. He's just I feel like he's very watchable. yeah, it's, and there's some there's some good uh humor humorous moments in the movie too, I think. Some funny moments. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um is it a little more fun doing indie films because you're under the gun? You know, it's like, "Hey, we got 28 days to film this whole movie, you know, not counting weekends oh, yeah. off. Let's get it <laughs> done rather than all right, cue, set up. We got to move the cameras back to one." okay yeah. forty five minutes you ready? oh, and uh find that emotional spot that you had before
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah no i I definitely love the the fast paced uh environment of it yeah i mean it's i I just like you know going out and doing my thing, so i I completely agree that the the tighter schedules can make it kind of almost more fun because it's like you have to really be on your game you know, and just kind of <laughs> do your thing i mean i you know i I like it all really I, I've noticed that no matter what uh, set I'm on, whether it's, like, a, a show or an indie movie or, a you know, bigger budget movie, um, there's always, like, something that I learn, like, new from, from any one of them. There's always some kind of something that I take away from it. So I just, um, you know, I just like absorbing it when I'm there. Like, I, I'm one of those guys, even when I'm not. You know, when I'm, when I'm not filming, if I'm still on set, I'm kind of paying attention to, you know, what, what the technical guys are doing just because I think it's interesting, you know, how they're setting up shots and all that stuff. Right. It
0: it just has to fascinate you at some point. But you've also been around it so long that, like, <laughs> it's it's second nature by now.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, though. I, I, I never get tired of it. Like, I mean, even when I was a kid, my, my dad kind of – you know, like when I was really, I think I was maybe about seven or eight, he was like, he just gave me a printout of, uh, AFI's hundred years, hundred best movies. Mm-hmm. It's like their, their list of all the best movies. You know, they're all like Oscar nominees and winners and stuff. And yeah. he was just like, you need to watch this list. <laughs> you know, it's like, this will teach you like a lot about movies. And, um, and I did. And I was actually pretty thankful he told me to watch it because before that, I would just kind of watch like, you know, stuff that didn't really have a lot of substance, just mm-hmm. like, you know, cartoons or whatever. And then once I kind of saw what a real, you know, what a real good drama is, that that kind of opened my eyes up. Like, oh, wow, like, this is, uh, you know, this is like what real filmmaking is. And ever since then, I've just been kind of obsessed with it. You know, it's nice. I just love everything about it. Yeah.
0: So of the hundred, what's your favorite?
1: <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> it's actually my, my favorite movie of all time. It's it's kind of a twisted one, but it's uh, a Clockwork Orange Okay. Is, uh, yeah, I just I don't know what it is about the movie. I, I think it's a combination of things. Like I think Malcolm McDowell's performance is just like I don't know. It's it's like one of the most memorable characters, you know, as as the Alex uh, right. character. And I uh, I just like the irony of the movie. Like I just love how. Um, Well, I'm I'm sure you've probably seen the movie, I've seen
0: the movie quite a few times, yeah.
1: Okay, got it, yeah. So I just want to make sure I don't want to give any spoilers if you haven't. Listen, uh,
0: it's been out out for almost 50 years. If you're spoiling it now, somebody's out of luck.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I guess at this point, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I just love the irony of it, you know. I just love how the first half of the movie – is like one type of movie, you know, him going around doing all his messed up stuff, and then the second half is him, you know, paying the repercussions of it in such a twisted way. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those movies I can watch it kind of over and over again. It never gets, it never gets boring to me. I, I always, fu- yeah, I always <laughs> find something coo- I always find something cool that I notice in it too, even just because you know, Kubrick uh, was a genius with shots and stuff. I oh, mean, yeah. like, the, yeah, his eye was just incredible. Yeah.
0: And your namesake, Orson Wells was the guy that's, that uh, set the foundation for all that. Not that, oh, yeah. I'm saying that you're named after him, but you know, you guys share the same first name. So
1: no, actually, <laughs> you know, I technically was named after him. Oh really? Actually. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, he, my, my parents were a big fan. Um, and I, I know they wanted to, they were big on like, we don't want to give him like, uh, a name you hear often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, yeah, they chose that name cause they were a fan of him. And, uh, I mean, I guess they were right, because I can't say I've really met another Orson yet. Um, (laughs) I mean, maybe it'll happen. It'll be kind of cool if it does, because it's like, yeah, it it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) But uh, if I do, hopefully they're not an actor, though, you know. (laughs) Well, let's hope, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully they do something else, because I don't want to be going against another Orson. There's there's only got to be one. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: Because your dad's name, Ilya, is so common in the United States at this point.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. Well, there's a lot of Russian. That's a pretty Russian name. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> yeah, think it yeah. translates
0: to Elias or something.
1: Yep, yep, yeah, something so. like that, yeah. 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 I've met a few a few Ilias out here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> now, being an indie guy,
0: what's your favorite thing about the problem-solving and creative direction that can go with the indie films? Because, like we said, you know, it's a tighter schedule, and now you have to be more creative and problem-solving. So, like, on set, what's been your favorite, you know, pro- problem-solving strategy in a pinch?
1: Oh man. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I know what I'm going to mention. I'm just not sure if it was, it wasn't necessarily like a problem, but it was something where if I didn't get it right, like the first time, it was going to be an issue, uh, mm-hmm. type of thing. And it was actually for, for Nightmare Cinema. Um, there's a, uh, there's a pretty intense scene where, cause I'm like, uh, cause the movie's an anthology. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's five different stories in it. Uh, it's like five movies in one, basically, and I'm I'm in the final story, but I'm the main I'm the main villain of the story, mm. um, and I'm basically trying to, basically trying to assassinate a kid. Uh, oh. this, yeah, he's <laughs> like twelve. He's a really good actor. He's <laughs> this kid named Fali uh, Rakatavana, but uh, yeah, he he was great. But anyway, the point is that there's a scene where we're kind of um having this like final showdown type of thing because I do a lot of mean things to him in the. <laughs> In the in the film, but uh, in this final showdown thing, you know, it's it's this thing that involved a lot of uh, uh, fake blood. Like there was like a blood pump they were going to use, and it's a thing where basically, um, you know, someone gets stabbed with with a, a broom handle. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, it's pre- it's pretty intense, and it was yeah. very specific the way they, because you know, um, basically what I was told is like you know, this specific blood pump machine thing that they were using, they were like, it takes a lot of time to get it reset up. Mm -hmm. So, and they were saying, we it goes back to what you were saying about the the time schedule. You know, they were like, we have to be out of this location in like an hour, (laughs) you know, or I don't know, it might've been like two hours or something. And they were like, so we have to, we have to get this stabbing has to be, basically you have like two tries to get it, you know? And if you don't, we might not be able to get the shot type of thing, and it was an important shot that was like necessary to the climax of the of the story so uh you know I don't know exactly you know what what went on in my mind, but somehow we we nailed it on the first one man so i mean it was definitely kind of like a like a problem solving thing because then you know the whole uh the whole makeup team was like relieved because then they didn't have to redo the <laughs> they didn't have to redo the right. <laughs> yeah so it was one of those things that definitely had to be be on our a game you know like there was a um a stunt coordinator guy you know. Uh, talking to us and everything and it was one of those things where in my head i'm like i have to pay attention to every detail this guy says (laughs) because it's all on me following what he says the right way you know so he was a great stunt coordinator though so i mean it it worked out i think that also had a good good play in it that's awesome man yeah working with a good team i think you know it's because it is at the end of the day it is a collaboration you know I, i feel like it doesn't, nothing falls all on one person. I feel like the whole team does have to kind of, you know, uh, it's like a, a blending of, of creative, um, talents, you know, and I feel like it just all kind of comes, if it's a good team, I feel like it all comes together.
0: Nice, man. Before I let you go, I notice you got a half-sleeve tattoo. What is it of?
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, I have two, uh, on, on each arm, but, uh, it's basically just some, kind of crazy designs I came up with of like different uh it's like there's some there's some creatures mm-hmm. <laughs> on my arms but then they're engulfed in like a, a cloudy type of mist. Mm-hmm. So the the mist is what makes it look like a sleeve because it kind of connects them. But uh basically I have a, uh, I have like a a, a ghost samurai mm-hmm. guy <laughs> on my shoulder um and then on my other arm I have it's like a a mix between a Rottweiler and a gargoyle. <laughs> yeah so you know I, I don't know at the time I, I don't you know I'm not going to get any new tattoos now <laughs> I'm definitely over over that phase <laughs> but uh when I was into mm-hmm. it I I just you know I was one of those guys who was like I don't really want you know to write, i don't want to get a tattoo of like a sentence you right. know uh, uh, like i just want i just want cool like images basically mm-hmm. so yeah mine mine they i you know i'd be lying if i said oh they have like a lot of meaning or right. you know deep they're just stuff i thought looked cool
0: <laughs> and they go with the with the horror theme of the movies that you're into so it fits
1: yeah, they do. You know, it, it, it's interesting because it, it wasn't something I, you know, I never planned uh, that they would help me out with getting certain things, but they definitely, you know, I guess help sometimes. Because sometimes there'll be specific parts where they actually want, you know, guys with real tattoos, and so I get called into that a lot as well. And then it's kind of interesting because then you know you're in a room with a bunch of people with all kinds of different <laughs> tattoos and things, and it's just like it just looks like a madhouse sometimes. Right.
0: Orson, before I let you go, you know, one more legacy question, Um, and I I know you get tired of these, but it's just for future actors that either have parents that were in the business or have some recognition somewhere that are getting into the same industry that their family's been into. Is there a certain level of expectation that comes with having, you know, a a built-in, established family, like you know your grandfather was a comedian your dad is is a film producer and you go in for a role and people you know has anyone ever said god i thought he'd actually be funnier or something like rude like that because they expected you to have charlie's level of uh, comedic timing
1: well you know i i don't know if they've said anything like that <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> but um you know I, I don't know it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I'm not – I don't 100% know how to answer the question just because I think maybe with some stuff there might be expectations. Mm-hmm. But I know that at least uh, for me, um, like when I first started acting and stuff, uh, even with the legacy and the name, the, the main thing that kept coming back to me was like when I would try to get, you know, interviews with agents or or managers or any kind of thing I was trying to do for my career – this is like when I first started, people kept telling me, you know, well, you know, that's cool, but we need to like see something like we need to see something you've done or see something you're in. Like we need to see how you look, you know, on camera. So then what I basically did was for two years, I just did a bunch of stuff for free. (laughs) I just did a bunch of, you know, just student films and things like that. But I think it's one of those things. Yeah. Like the expectation, they expect you to have something to show them. Right. You know, cause uh, cause at the end of the day, I mean, unless, you know, they're really lucky, I, I feel like you do still have to deliver. Right. You know, so it's like, um, if you can't deliver what they want, I, I mean, I don't, it's very rare I think they'll actually give it to someone even with the legacy, unless they just really, you know, just really like the legacy that much right. that they'll, that they'll give it to them. But, um yeah it's it's pretty crazy I mean it's definitely it's a lot of competition you know I I feel like it's all about whoever kind of thinks thinks on their feet the best
0: well you know I I want to put that out there so people realize that it wasn't just hand given to you because of your name that you had to work for it as well and that you're more than just your name
1: oh yeah yeah no I appreciate that yeah no I I definitely had to pay my dues I mean I like I said I had two years of literally just doing student films and then you know some indie films but I didn't accept any kind of money because um well that was that was kind of what they told me like we want you we want you for these parts but we can't afford to pay you but I was like that's fine because you know I I need the footage I need the I need to get some experience and stuff so yeah I I would actually highly recommend that yeah. to to anyone who's just starting yeah. is to just kind of get your kind of get their feet wet you mm-hmm. know cuz cuz I think um, working on indie films and short films and even student films is a great way to just learn about, you know, being on set in general. Cause it's a lot different than like acting school and stuff, you know, yeah. cause I've been to, to acting classes and all that. And I think it's completely different when you're on set. It's like a whole different beast.
0: Right. Well, it makes um, sense. And I'm, I, I love your candidness about it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I prefer to, you know, keep it, keep it real as they say.
0: Right. <laughs> Uh, Orson, thank you so much for for chatting with me today. Orson Chaplin, co-starring in the new movie Stand the Man, out on VOD February fourth, just in time for Valentine's Day. Get your popcorn, get your loved ones ready for it. If you're and if you're single, enjoy it by yourself.
1: Hey, I like that. That's <laughs> hey, I couldn't have said it better myself.
0: <laughs> uh, by the way, Orson, before I let you go, where can we find you on social media?
1: Uh, well, my Instagram is uh, it's just Orson Chaplin official. Uh, so pretty, pretty simple. Um, and you, you'll see, uh, it's just a, it's just a headshot of me, uh, in a white beater. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. You can see part, part of the tattoo in the, in the background. You can see, but, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, you could definitely find me on there. Um, that would, that would probably be the best place. Cause I, I always post on there, you know, whatever projects I right. have going on and
0: stuff like that. Perfect, man. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, congratulations on the movie coming out tomorrow. And by the way, keep me posted when the uh, when the series go uh, is launched.
1: So we can talk about that then. Definitely. Oh no, hey, and thanks for having me on, man. I you know I love this kind of stuff. So thank you for uh thank you for letting me talk talk about acting, you know, and about the legacy. <laughs> hey,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, keep the name alive. That's what, that's all we can ask you to do, right?
1: Oh yeah, no, that's the intention. You know, <laughs> gotta keep it moving somehow.
0: Awesome, man. All right, have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, you too. Thank Uh, you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.